This is episode 354 of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to talk about ambulance and also everything, everywhere, all at once. A lot of praise from at least one of them online, but uh, excited to talk about that. And of course, all that and more, this episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Real Me and Cole in the Movie Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Chase Lee, and thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome, and speaking of you guys, if you could spread this around and let this let this uh, let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. You guys' support throughout all these years and weeks and months and, and days has just been, it's been nice, and uh, I, I really uh, love every single one of you, so... Um, yeah, so this is episode 354. Uh, like I said at the top, I will be going over Michael Bay's new film, Ambulance. Uh, super excited to talk about that. Big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. And then, of course, talking about everything, everywhere, all at once, which is getting a lot of praise online, which is amazing to see. Um, so excited to talk about that. But before we jump into all of that, first, I got to ask, how you guys doing? You guys doing pretty good? Um, so it is April and I did not have an episode last week. Um, I, I did see Morbius. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second, but, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's been a lot over the past two weeks and yeah, I don't, uh, know if the, the podcast is going to be consistent for a while. Like I'm going to have stuff periodically, but um, the reviews might be a little bit more spaced out. And the reason being is there's a lot going on in my home life um, that it is, it's just a lot and I will be moving soon. So it's one of those things to where like I'll be packing up and like I just, you know, I have other stuff to think about and like I just, um, I just won't all mentally be there. So this is one of those cases to where I will I will have stuff when I have stuff, um, but I wouldn't expect stuff like every single week, maybe a couple weeks in a row, and then maybe like a week. I, it just really depends on first of all what's coming out, and second of all if I really want to go see it and you know set up my camera and all that stuff uh, for you all. Um, I'll explain everything when I move, um, but for right now. I am just really not in the headspace to keep it consistent. Um, just, you guys will just have to bear with me. Um, yeah, so uh, like I said, it's just a lot, and I will I will explain soon. But for right now, uh, that is why I didn't have an episode last week. Um, I don't even know if I'm gonna have an episode next week. Um, yeah, so I, I know it's been kind of off and kind of weird uh, with me, um, but all will ex- be explained soon, but I will be moving in the next couple months, so that is another reason why I will not be able to concentrate on doing stuff weekly for right now. Um, I saw the Oscars. That was fun. You know what's really funny is that I, w- I watched the whole entire thing except for the incident. I was in the bathroom. So I had to uh, watch it online after the fact. Um, I have no comment on it. It's none of my business. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that was like the biggest thing that happened in the world of movies uh, for sure since I last spoke with you guys. So, but yeah, overall, uh, I thought the ceremony was fine. Um, it still needs to be shorter. Uh, three hours and forty minutes is ridiculous. Um, if if you can't make it under three hours, I don't know what to tell you. Um, what, what was I surprised by any of the winners? I think Kenneth Branagh for Belfast for original screenplay was uh, kind of a shock to me. I didn't really have that pegged uh, for that one. And I'm trying to remember. I think everyone else I pretty much thought was going to win or like this, my second guess was going to win. So like, yeah, nothing was really too shocking. Um, so yeah, uh, overall, the sermon was fine. It was whatever. Um, but they, for the love of God, need to make it uh, shorter. Three hours, like I said, is still way too... Uh, or three hours and 40 minutes is just still way too long. Um, and then it's pretty much it on that front. I haven't really been watching any TV shows or anything, um, but I did watch Morbius. Did not want to do an episode on it because I'd be wasting your time. I'm just going to do it here and it's going to take me like five minutes or less um, to talk about it. Morbius is not good. It is not memorable. There is nothing to it that made me want to see another one. Everything about it felt rushed. Everything about it felt very cliched. Um, really didn't have anything different to the superhero formula that I I noticed. You know, sometimes Marvel falls into that trap, but for the most part, you know, visually or um, character-wise, there's always something different from the previous one. With this one, it just felt very tired, very just schlocky. Um, I didn't really care for the effects too much. I didn't care for the performances. I thought Jared Leto was, oddly enough, miscast. Like, I mean, he's a very weird uh, person on set um, and all that. But, like, I don't know. I just didn't really see him in this role. And so just watching it play out, I did not, didn't feel it whatsoever. Matt Smith also just kind of baffling. Jared Harris, why? He's such a great actor. Why would you do this? Um, the climax of the film, the ending fight sequence was really anticlimactic because it just kind of ends and you're like, okay, that was weird. So what was the point of all this? Um, and then the post-credit scenes were some of the worst I've ever seen. They, they truly were. Um, spoilers, I'm going to go ahead and just talk about it because there, there's no way I can't dance around it. So the first post-credit scene is, um, oh, and, and if, uh, you know, you don't want to hear this, uh, just skip ahead like a couple minutes and then, uh, I'll get back on track. But the first post-credit scene is, uh, Vulture in prison, the purple rift, um, in the sky from No Way Home opens up. And transports him to Morbius's universe. He's then released from prison. And then he finds time to make his vulture tech again. He asks Morbius to go out to a desert so he can talk to him. And I believe the line was something like, Yeah, I, uh, I know some guys. We can do some good. Are you in? You want to join our Sinister Six? He might as well have just said that. And Morbius is like, interesting. And then it just cuts. I have a lot of questions. First of all, the spell that Doctor Strange made in No Way Home 
is not a two-way street spell. The spell opened up the universe because people that knew Peter Parker were coming into it. So if another vulture came into our universe from another uh, uh, universe, that would make sense. And then he would have gone back. But Michael Keaton's vulture is a part of this universe, the MCU. To then just transport him out, because that's not how the spell works. He's transported out. He completely changed his character. Now he's like a mustache-twirling villain. Like, just pure evil. And then he, he meets up with Morbius with his tech. And she's like, you want to fight and do something? Where, where's this all coming from? This has never been a part of his character. I, I don't understand it. And if the spell was a two-way street, once the spell was done, then Vulture would go back. Because that's how it works. Once you close it, everyone in their respective universes go back to it. So it makes it makes no sense. It was baffling. So anyways, that's my rant. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't think Morbius is very good. Um, and the post-credit scenes are some of the worst I've ever seen. So there you go. Uh, there's your Morbius review. I didn't need to do a whole week's episode on it. So yeah. Um, but yes, I saw Morbius. Uh, and which one was I going to see? I kind of want to see Sonic 2. Um, might see that next weekend. I definitely want to see everything everywhere all at once again. Um, so spoiler alert. Uh, and then I'm just looking forward to Doctor Strange. So, you know, uh, that's all I've been really catching up on. But I, I want to watch a lot more like TV shows and everything. Kind of um, just go down a list of things that I haven't seen yet and um, talk about them. So I have something to talk about with you guys uh, before... Uh, you know, the main, the main topics. Uh, but speaking of the main topics, the first one, when we come back from the break will be ambulance, the Michael Bay directed film. And then, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> and welcome back from the first break. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about ambulance. And the movie I want to talk about is Ambulance. Now, this one comes to us from Universal Pictures. It's in theaters this Friday, April 8th, if you choose to watch this, regardless of what I'm about to say. And it's directed by the one and only Michael Bay. What is this movie about? Two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry, and the two robbers are played by Jake Gyllenhaal, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and there's an EMT on this ambulance um, played by Isaac Gonzalez. So these are our three characters at play, and the three actors uh, as well. And so going into this, I know what to expect from Michael Bay at this point in my life. I expect insanity. And, you know, sometimes I embrace it and sometimes I'm very resistant. Uh, you know, later on in the, the Transformers films, for instance, I just was getting very tired by them. And it was just they seemed lazily, lazily put together each with each installment. And just it kept getting worse, in my opinion, because at least with like the first three, there was some type of enjoyment in them if you know if some of the stuff was stupid in it, it michael bay like i said it just it, it sometimes works sometimes doesn't so but i was very much looking forward to this because jake gyllenhaal being tapped to be in a michael bay movie and yaya abdul mateen the second 
sign me up. So I saw, I remember seeing the trailer and I, I enjoyed it. I was just like, yeah, this looks like Michael, Michael Bay cinematography, Michael Bay action. And he has his uh, unique stamp on movies and you got to respect that as a filmmaker. So I saw the movie and this is a damn fun time. This is such a fun movie. Um, from start to finish, it is a nonstop thrill ride. Um, it does not let up. Even with some of the quieter moments, it you know it has time for you to breathe as an audience and um, you know just kind of like catch your breath a little bit, and then it just like picks back up again. But it is nonstop. It's insane. Uh, the action is well choreographed. The cinematography is outrageous with the drone. <laughs> Michael Bay just really loves playing with that thing. And then the the story was also uh, entertaining, even though it was a, a, a little bit more, you know, stripped down. It's, it's not like super complex. And I like the characters. Uh, I think Michael Bay really crafted a just just a very like barn burner type of film where, like I said, it's not like the most uh, Oscar worthy screenplay. It's not, you know, like characters that are super fleshed out, but it, it is enough to carry the plot from point A to point B, because this is not like a, a like a, a point A to point Z situation. This is a very straightforward A to B. The heist goes wrong. They have to escape. Cops are chasing them. That's it. But the intensity and the suspense, and just the the really just tense scenes, I found from Michael Bay to be quite extraordinary. Like I was gripping the uh, uh, armrest on my seat. Like I, I was really engaged with this film and it just would not let up. And so that two hours and 16 minutes kind of flew by for me. So I think crafting like a, a straight up thriller with really intense moments, especially with the ambulance and uh, them trying to perform operations, <laughs> it was it was amazing to really just kind of keep up that energy and keep up that that rhythm and that intensity for that long without feeling like too tired or like too dragged out. It's a really impressive feat. And I had a blast watching it. So hats off to Michael Bay on a directing uh, standpoint. He really crafted just a, a fun movie to add to his filmography. I mentioned the cinematography earlier. It, it once again has the Michael Bay like tropes. You know, he likes to shoot a lot from the ground. He just likes to shoot up. So it makes the characters look bigger than they are, you know, uh, the heroes of the film. But uh, there's a lot of drone shots in this film that were crazy to see. Like in an actual full-length feature film distributed by a very powerful company. Like typically cinematography does not have this many drone shots in films like this. But I kind of enjoyed it because it's it's always moving. There's always like a kinetic energy to the cinematography, which coincides with the story, which coincides with the editing and Bay's direction of the film. The cinematography matches that. It matches the intensity of the story. So there's like, there's shots that are like moving up buildings and like coming, uh, going over them and coming down and like following the cars. Like it was really impressive stuff. And like I said, it, it's almost like a character within itself and it really plays into the uh, suspense of the film. So I love the cinematography in this. It's it's inventive. It's um, it's very modern. And Michael Bay loves drones now. So hey, if you want to continue to use drones in your films, uh, I will not uh, 
suppose. Um, as far as the acting goes, I loved everyone. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the few actors, in my opinion, that can go zero to 100 real damn quick. And he, in this film, really taps into over-the-top, like, psycho. Um, he is absolutely terrifying. He is unhinged. But that's what makes him kind of dangerous in this film. And that's what makes him a, an actual threat with, like, the cops and the FBI there trying to ch chase him. Is because he has no he has no morals. He has no understanding of anything. He just gets what he wants. But he does it at such extreme costs that he's just completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But he's the type of actor to do that. And he he can deliver lines in a way to where they, they sound funny. And then some lines, you know, seem really like serious and like you, you take them serious and everything. So he can balance both. Um, he has a couple lines that made me laugh, but he had a, a couple uh, moments where it was just absolutely terrifying. So uh, great performance from him. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Bantin II, I always love this guy. And so him being the robber with the conscience or like the heart was really nice because you need that that, that um, opposite effect from Jake Hall's just really gun-ho performance where he's just in your face 24-7. Uh, Yaya has the, you know, he has the, the sensitive capabilities where like, yeah, he we understand why he's doing it, but like he's not there to like kill. He just wants to get the job done and go home to his family. But he has a conscience throughout the entire thing. And you know, uh, uh, his performance was really nice too. Cause there was a couple moments like towards the end when the climax was just getting like super, uh, swelled up where he was just not taking it anymore. And you're like, yeah, I, I would be this angry too, if I was in this situation. So I thought his performance was really nice. And Isaac Gonzalez, I, I've, uh, liked her since, um, was she in, let me check it real quick. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do this in real time because I forgot to do research. My bad. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, when I uh, first noticed her in Baby Driver, uh, and kind of following her career and everything. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed her just in, in movies in general, and so this is uh, no exception. Uh, definitely, uh, just a uh, uh, power performance from her because she has to kind of balance the crazy of Jake and uh, kind of work with uh, Yaya's character, and so she doesn't really know what to do. So she's just kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And so uh, I, I really liked uh, her performance. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what else more to say about it. I really enjoyed this one. If you were looking for a ridiculous action film, over the top, uh, crazy, insane, intense, Michael Bay, then this is it. But I will say this, on, on an honest note, this is one of his better films in years. Hands down. Like, I would, I would choose to watch this any day of the week versus... Um, uh, the last few Transformers films. I also heard like Six Underground on Netflix was not that good. I have not seen it, so I can't really compare. But I feel like this one is better than most of the things he's done in recent years. So take that for what you will. But yes, uh, thank you for joining me on my session uh, today. Uh, I, I think I was pretty pretty concise with this one. I didn't really have any uh, mixed feelings about it. I, I know what type of film this is. I thought it delivered it in spades and... Uh, you know, one criticism I have, and this has been a criticism with most Michael Bay films, some of the cinematography that is uh, handheld can get a tad too shaky. That's about it. And some of the moments uh, that are edited together, 
some shots are like two seconds or less. Do you really need to cut that many times in between? Probably not, but um, those are just minor complaints. I overall, uh, for the most part, had fun. So that's my review of Ambulance. Please let me know down below what you thought of the film. And when we come back from the second break, we're going to talk about the very beloved, at least on Twitter, uh, the very beloved everything, everywhere, all at once. Is it worth the hype? I guess you'll have to find out when we come back. And welcome back from the second break. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Now this one comes to us from A24, and it finally opens wide this Friday, April 8th. It's been uh, in select theaters and kind of just having a slow rollout, you know, kind of like what we used to see before the pandemic. And so this Friday, April 8th, it will be, I think, in over a 1,000 uh, theaters, 1,000 screens. I forgot what the, the exact number was, but... Um, that's really exciting. So going into this, uh, well, first of all, what is this movie about? You're probably asking that. Sorry, jumped ahead of myself. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. So a multiverse movie. And so I remember hearing about the directors of the film, uh, because it's directed by the Daniels. That's what they go by. That is their marketing uh, name. But it, uh, their respective names are Daniel uh, Kwan and Daniel uh, Shiner. Anyways, they were tapped to do uh, episodes of Loki. And they turned it down because they were like, I, I want to do my own multiverse movie. And um, here it is. And this one is actually produced by the Russo brothers. So there's the connection. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I really love Swiss Army Man. I, I think that was one of the more like explosive indie films that I remember seeing over the past 10 years. And I know both of them did not direct The Death of Dick Long. Only one of them did. But they're business partners. I'm sure they have their hands in each each other's projects in some way, some way shape, or form. So I'm still going to say that one was done by both of them. But that one was also a great dark comedy. So with this one, I expected more of the same. I'm like, I want to know, first of all, how these uh, guys' minds work. And like, I want to know how like they develop their story and like how they develop their settings and their characters and these, these wacky situations and have them all mean something. That is awesome to me. Like they, they are true art, artours uh, in my eyes. Um, people might look at them on the surface and be like, oh, Swiss, Swiss Army Man, uh, that's a movie about a farting corpse. It, there's more to that. Uh, there's more to it. Trust me. You just have to watch it. But like that is kind of their their play is that they have an amazing hook, a weird hook, and then they take you on a journey. And I, I love that about them. So after seeing this, you know, I went online and I saw a lot of people, a lot of filmmakers, celebrities, even people that I follow in the film critic world and just people that have attended all these early access screenings for this movie over the past three weeks. And I saw that everyone loved it. Saying it's like, it's one of the best movies they've ever seen. Really changed their lives. Changed their perspective on life. They are not the same person. And you know what I say to that? 
They are 100% correct. I have, I, I saw this movie a couple weeks ago and I wanted to sit on it because it is one of the best movie experiences I've ever had in my life. And that is no joke, no lie. It is one of the best films I think I've ever seen. It is exactly what I expected from the directors, but then some. Really just kind of showcasing their true talents with a budget. And I I, I loved this movie. I absolutely loved it. The Daniels, they take you on this experience where the the main theme of this film is even in uh, the most absurd things, there's always something profound and meaningful. That is the theme of the movie to me. Um, also, family, family dynamic, and um, family uh, guilt, generational guilt, uh, how people grow up and how they pass it on to their kids, and like you know, lessons they all that like that that is there too. But finding something meaningful and uh, profound in the absurd is what I got from this. And I cried several times throughout this film. Seeing uh, Michelle Yeoh's character go from universe to universe and experience these situations on the surface, it is funny. This is a very funny movie. Um, some of the situations and some of the violence is just so comical and so overdone. You can't help but like kind of nervously laugh. But when it gets to the real heart and the real meat of the story and like her character going through the emotional ringer of discovering like who she is, discovering her, her um, or like reconnecting her love with her husband, finding a different path for their relationship, her relationship with her daughter, all that was so emotionally overwhelming and even like the climax of the film is like 20 30 minutes long it's just it's just non-stop where you're watching the scene kind of accelerate and get to that point the emotional swell and it's so overwhelming because i think this is a film a lot of us can relate to and so that's why it got to me and i i just love the way they handled it because this is this is science fiction, it's fantasy, it's a comedy, it's a drama, it's an adventure film. It's almost like, it's almost every single genre rolled up into one. There's even some horror elements in here on how they uh, shot certain sequences and the use of like shadows and light. They made like the perfect genre movie because it's all genres. I've never seen that before, but. The, the story that they were able to craft out of this, one, uses just their imagination. It's super creative. It's uh, overwhelming with um, just uh, over-the-top uh, kind of comedic elements. And, like, um, it's, it's very vibrant in color. It's very uh, inventive in, in, in ways that I've never seen, I guess, time travel or, like, multiverse stuff being done they just i think they made the perfect movie um for the type of story that they were trying to tell 
So I, I really loved the director's vision. I loved uh, their commitment to it. They don't ever shy away from this stuff. They always go at their ideas 1,000%, and you're either on board with it or you're not. And I think this is the most accessible movie that they've ever done. Um, I think people are going to love this. I think people are going to feel changed. I felt changed. I wanted to look at life way differently. I wanted to strip some of my anxiety and not worry about little things anymore because life is short. Life is precious. That's one of the other themes that they have in here, but it, it changed. It really does change you from a philosophical perspective, but also just from a creative perspective. I would like to get out there and make films again. This, this one right here has jump started me to do that once more. It has fueled my creative belly. <laughs> and now I want to start writing again. I want to start doing that stuff. And it's all because of this film. It, it does. It, it changes you. But I thought they did a really fantastic job. I know I'm trying to, I'm going off on a tangent, but this is such a great film to kind of talk about. And there's so, so much to unpack. But I thought the story that they crafted was very inventive, very emotionally overwhelming, and really just has this loving heart to it that you can't help but like just want to hug this film but i really i really want them to make more things like this and i thought they did a fantastic job with uh executing themes creativity and just um family dynamic between the characters it's just it's such a great job on their end um as far as the uh, performances go Everyone does a fantastic job. I think this is one of the best things I've seen Michelle Yao, uh, Yao do. Um, I, I mean, she's always great, but like her playing multiple characters, playing uh, a character that has this gigantic arc for two hours and 20 minutes and being a completely changed person at the end, that's hard to pull off. Uh, Performance-wise, whether it be body language or, or facial expressions or the way your lines are being delivered. She was a completely switched character and only someone as legendary as her can do that. But I thought the performances were out of this world. Um, and, and, and the other thing I wanted to uh, talk about is like production design, cinematography and visual effects. Outstanding. Like for a film that is released by a 24 and it is considered an indie film. This is shot cinematically. This is, this is an epic film. Going from one location to the next, you really feel like you are jumping between multiverses or you are um, going into the fantastical. You are going into a different realm. Like They managed to accomplish that. It was, it was produced by the Russo, so maybe they did have a little bit more budget to this and a little bit more pull, but my God, this whole thing was just, it was dressed impeccably. It was shot really well the music is really nice and like the production design and just the dressing up of this it's just so good so yeah i uh i don't know what else more to say about it this is one of those things to where i i saw it i appreciated every single aspect about it and it is my favorite film of the year so far and yes uh when people watch this some people might get turned off. I had a few people leave the screening that I was at. 
Because I, I think they just saw the absurdity and was just like, this is absurd. But if you can really sit and marinate in the, a fil- any of their films, you will find profound things in the absurd. You can find that stuff. You just have to look hard enough. This world is crazy. There's so much going on. But you can always find something to have to have meaning in your life. Like that's important. That's important storytelling. It's important themes. And I thought they did that. So <clears throat> that's it for me. Uh, I don't know what else more. I, I think this is a uh, it's a top tier movie for me. Uh, I'm excited to see it again. And I really hope everyone ventures out there and try something new. And watch everything, everywhere, all at once. So thank you for joining me on my session today, uh, just talking about this movie. I know it's a lot to un- uh, unpack, and I, I probably didn't even touch on a, a lot of things. Like, for instance, um, the fight choreography, uh, very um, uh, inspirational of like kung fu films, really fun to see. Jamie Lee Curtis is great um, as the kind of villain of the film. Um, so once again, I'm just kind of missing things because there, there was just so much. Um but yeah, I, I I had fun with this. I uh, I cried a lot. I just I just looked at the world differently after this. And that is my review of everything, everywhere, all at once. Please let me know down below if you have seen the movie, whether you liked it, loved it, or hated it. And uh, yeah, just let me know your thoughts. But uh, that will do it for this week's episode, guys. Three hundred fifty-four is in the bag. Uh, next episode, have no idea. So. Um, I hope everyone uh, has a good April. That's all I'll say. I'm I'm going through the ringer right now. Um, and like I said, I'll explain soon. But um, yes, I hope everyone is having a great, great month. And, uh, you know, for the next one, I don't know if it'll be Doctor Strange or what it'll be. But, um, or whether it be a mini review, just have to bear with me. Um but yes, um, uh, that will do it for this week's episode of the Real Me and Cold Movie Podcast. I'm Chase Lee, and thank you guys for joining me for episode 354. So I will see you guys for the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.